This is Dental All-Stars, where we bring you the best in dentistry on marketing, management, and training. Here's your host, Alex Nottingham. Hey everyone, I'm Alex Nottingham, and I'm founder and CEO of Also Dental Academy. We got a really exciting guest on our show today. We are talking about the power of the mastermind, and this is part of a four-part series. We we started. I introduced you to my experience with with masterminds and how it actually gave birth to Also Dental Academy. We talked about that. We interviewed a few of our Titanium members and, and their experience of masterminds, both qualitative and quantitative. We did that. And I, I save the most exciting, I think, for last. Um, we're going to be masterminding on this call today with Dr. Joseph Michelli. And we, for those who are following following us and the podcast and so on, you uh, have, have heard us talk with him uh, a little bit back about Airbnb. And for those real loyalists, way back, we, we interviewed him a few years ago about, what was it, Ritz-Carlton, a few others of great, great stuff that Starbucks, we were talking about some really cool stuff back then. So let me reintroduce him uh, to this, this interview. Joseph Michelli, PhD, is a certified customer experience professional, one of Global Guru's top three experts on customer service, the author of nine business books about companies like Starbucks, Zappos, Mercedes-Benz, and the Ritz-Carlton Hotel Company. In addition to being a Wall Street Journal and New York Times number one best-selling author, Joseph helps leadership teams improve the experiences they provide for team members and customers. He also is an internationally sought-after keynote speaker on leadership and customer and patient experience. There's a lot of work with dentistry. So I'm so happy to have you back, Joseph. It's great to be here. What a mouthful of an of a, you know, announcement of my, my survival here. <laughs> Well, you've done so much, so much research, so much good bringing these companies and, and, and getting into the weeds with them and, and bringing it to the consumer, the, the, the average Joe, that we can really uh, understand them at, at a, a level that you'd have to go get like a PhD, like what you have or something and to understand all this stuff. Really exciting. So we're talking about masterminds. I've been on this kick about masterminds. We're launching uh, and have launched uh, uh, also General Academy Titanium Mastermind Program. We already got, we already got a, 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 we're pretty much full with the program, but I'm still making some seats available. Um, but but I, I wanted to kind of get them going and, and learning and then bring you on as, as my uh, uh, fun attraction over here, right? So the, the mastermind, as I talked about at the very beginning, this was coined initially by Napoleon Hill. I'm sure you read a lot of his material oh, yeah. about this power of the mastermind. What is your experience with the mastermind and any, any things that stand out to you? Well, well, first start off with the fact I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for a mastermind. I was actually working uh, for a healthcare system at the time and I was doing some part-time consulting and I was in a mastermind with some colleagues who basically said, really, I think you're at that tipping point. I'm not really sure what you're afraid of. I'm not sure what it is that's holding you back. Uh, why aren't you gambling on yourself? That kind of messaging and, and it really helped me kind of come up with, well, what is the strategic plan? What is the time that I would move from one thing to the next? And before you know it, I mean, I really am making 300 times probably what I was making in a salary position because I took that risk on myself. Um, and I think that, 
not only have I personally grown from masterminds and I've obviously led masterminds, but I've watched the use of masterminds in corporate America, which I know can be really negative words uh, into a lot of professionals because I've been there. Uh, but I think what I've seen when it's done well is it increases the nimbleness and the growth potential for those individuals. Now, I say that in the beauty of being a smaller business uh, owner is that the nimbleness is your advantage anyway. So if you can use a mastermind to be catalytic, you can just blow past a lot of these slow dinosaur sloth-like moving big corporate players. What was really fascinating to me, and I have an academic background, a law degree and an MBA, you have a PhD. Yet I don't understand why you're going to be called doctor and I'm not, and I have a doctorate degree. It's very frustrating. <laughs> I, I like I like that you're calling me it, even though it means nothing in my house. You know, I'll go in the other room and they'll call my, me. My, my wife. You know. My wife says, "Please do not get your PhD. I'm not calling you Doctor Nottingham." Because I think you could just call me. No, that sounds so. <laughs> it's like that's so so weird. British. It's weird. Yeah, um, no, I think you could stop calling me Doctor. That would make me feel better too. Okay. So. Um, the. So with the mastermind, so what I was getting at with, with all the academic background and analytics, you know, you think, how can being in a group of people, you know, and yes, you have to have a, of course, in a mastermind, you, the number one thing, you have to have a good amount of people. You can't have too many egomaniacs. It's got to be a good group. But if you have a group of people that you can create these, these ideas come out and, and, and it's like, it, it's, it's very organic. It's not linear that we're used to that if you put and especially for dentists dentists are very engineer like and it's like you put this amount of inputs in you get that when you go into a mastermind group it's it's so outside the box that millionaire million uh, million dollar ideas come out about about it like you had that experience you know also dental academy was a windfall that that was born from a mastermind group and it's like you, you think okay i'll read books I'll read all of Joseph's books and I'll read Ellie's books. And, and if I read the books and I do that, I'm going to have great ideas. And, and that's important as like, those are almost like the, uh, um, it starts the bubbling. But when you get into a group with other people, like-minded people, it's amazing. How is that? It's beyond kind of, well, I think there's, there's, I want to defend the book idea. I mean, there are definitely people who read a book and they change their life around it. So right. Napoleon Hill's books probably sparked a that's lot true. of some of the stuff that said, and that's, that's defensiveness about books. That's I think ultimately it's personalization. It, you know, everything is personal. Everything in business is personal in the end. It's personal to the customer. It's personal to you as a business owner. Um, the person who's sharing their insights about their business, it's very personal to them. When you put the right kind of people in a crucible talking about ideas around business and these personal relationships form, and I start rooting for you. Like, I want to see Alex oh, fail, right? And I also want to be kind of smart and I want to share the best of my ideas. Uh, I want to learn and grow. I know that in order to learn and grow, I have to give to get. Um, it's amazing what happens in the dynamic of these masterminds. And it isn't linear because ideas are really not linear, right? I mean, one idea chains onto something else, which hooks onto something that diverges over here. And it's the beauty of the thing, right? I like most of the time we do this convergent thinking. We're just like trying to bring right. everything to a right answer. Well, when, when you're in these rooms, these expansive ideas start happening and you get more divergent in your thinking and you start thinking about possibilities, not about incremental improvements. Yeah, you know, I think what, what I'm speaking to is like in, in law school, uh, and I'm sure in your studies, 
you have to read the books. That that's obvious. That that's just the that's the price of going into the room. But what you got to do is apply. People that are changed don't just read a book and they change. You have to take it and make it happen. You have to implement it. And I find that most people, and my dentists, that's their problem is implementation. The problem is motivation. Like in your group, they said, Joseph, you gotta you gotta face those fears and you gotta go outside your comfort zone or you're gonna be whatever, you know. Um, and now you're you know a celebrity, but I you but you had to go push beyond that. And and I think this is almost like a, you're creating an environment maybe where where that can kind of spawn those those creativities those 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 uh, those points that you're you're making. And I like what you said. It's really cool. You said that it we're rooting for you that's a great point i just never could i, I mean I, I see that but i love how you made that again we're masterminding you, you seeing a different angle i don't see which is we all have like a vested interest we feel like the the serotonin and dopamine go up when they are excited and they do well and there are studies i'm sure you've seen that in groups we we feed off the the positive energy we can also feed off the negative energy like news and stuff but would you say that maybe has something to do with it why they're so effective oh. Absolutely. And, and, and I think there's a great book written by Carol Dweck, and it's called The Open Mindset. And basically what she talks about is that certain situations foster open mindset and certain people have more of an open mindset than a fixed mindset. I think when you walk into a mastermind, most of the people in that room have a very open mindset to grow and develop. That's why they're there. They've invested time. They've invested money. Uh, you know, they are physically present in the hopes that that's going to happen. And that, if they're met with other people of similar ilk, can do some amazing things because people with open mindsets really do root for one another, right? If you have a fixed mindset, it's like, okay, well, they have some success. I really wish it were mine. Uh, and you kind of have this envy of their success. But I really think your brand starts to identify with a tribe of your mindset, right, so of your mastermind. So that tribe is what you're rooting for. You want your, your collective to do well in all of the individual parts because it's part of your identity. Um, so I don't know. I'm, I'm a big mastermind fan. I, you know, I travel around the world. This last summer, I've been to South Africa. I've been to Singapore. I've been to Sydney, Australia. I work with really in those situations, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, anybody who's kind of in a small or medium-sized business. So in addition to working on the corporate side where I see this stuff happening all the time, I see the CEO of Mercedes-Benz calling me up and saying, Joseph, can you help me meet somebody over at Ritz-Carlton who can come over and help us talk about how to be the best, not just best among automotive when it comes to customer experience, but we want you to help us find somebody. And while you're at it, can you find somebody from Zappos and bring them along with you so that we can all get together and mastermind what is the essence of this thing? How might it be relevant for us at Mercedes-Benz? And literally, that was like the opening salvo that got me a job at Mercedes-Benz where I worked for multiple years and wrote a book about, right? So I see it in the corporate section. Uh, but but I really love it in the in the more mom and pop entrepreneurial space because in this area people are just ready to take an idea and then they can go and do something with it. Next they can make week. a decision. Yeah, man, Mercedes Benz. We're going to have six million meetings if the CEO <laughs> gets a great idea from the Mercedes, you know, from the Ritz Carlton CEO. Then the next thing we're going to do is have six million meetings with thirty five departments. Yeah. And we're going to get about a third of it accomplished. And that's what I see is the, 
is the Achilles heel of corporate dentistry. We do work with some DSOs that are faster moving and they want to do the customer service route. But that's like 5%. Most of them are going to be economies of scale, um, acquisition, merger acquisition, and just get to the bottom line, just make the money. They're not, they're not interested in, in the foofy stuff. They're not interested in building a brand. They want to get in and get out. But there are some doing it right. My point is this. When you're, when you're dealing with bigger companies, it takes bureaucracy under bureaucracy to make a decision. What I'm almost envisioning you as you're saying this, and this is what I really work hard with the dentist to see, is you are your own entrepreneur. You are your own CEO. That what we're doing at All Star with our titanium group is we're bringing other CEOs from around the nation, even people outside of the country we're bringing in around the world, to come in and dentals think I'm a CEO, meeting other CEO dentists, and we're collaborating. And I think also what makes it special is twofold. One, what you said, I'll take that and I'll just keep credit because I'm pointing. Remember that commercial? I'm the CEO, so I get credit. So one is that, um, uh, and as I got so excited, I forgot what you said. Anyways, the, 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 there, are, there are multiple benefits of, of the group. Number one, they can move very quickly, right? Whereas you have the bureaucracy that's going on. And, and that was what you're saying. The other point is not just in speed, but also like they're fully invested. Their whole life, you know, potential is, is benefited if they make a decision. If you're an executive, if the company fails, you go work from some other place, you know? If it does well, you get a bonus, but this is your livelihood. This affects like it's so visceral, you know, oh, when absolutely. you're a solopreneur. You know, I want, to, I want to take it at a couple of different levels. First, I don't care if you're in a corporate setting or if you're an entrepreneur. The power of the mastermind is in the ideation. The benefit, I think, that goes to the, the smaller you know, player is the speed to which they can test and implement. Now, if I can go back, to me, a lot of success in business is really using agile design. So agile design involves listening, you know, trying, you know, listening, mm -hmm. ideating, trying, and doing. Okay, right, so right, right. listening, ideating, trying, and doing. So where are we listening for? Well, you know, in our own worlds, we have a limited number of inputs that we can listen for. We get in a mastermind, we get all of the multiplicity of benefits of inputs from other people who've been there, tried that. We've got plenty of people who've tried things we've never even thought about. We have people who failed in ways we hope we never have to fail through. Uh, so they can give us all of that as part of the things that we take into listening. And then it's about ideating what might be the what if. What if we tried this? What if we tried that? Have you considered this? All of that what if thinking enables us to start to innovate solutions that will improve the quality of the experience from what we are doing today to something more transformative. And then we do those what ifs, we put them out in the market. So the beauty of a smaller business, you put them out to market, it's not at scale. You can do lots of test and learns, tweak and adjust and reposition. If it works, you're getting data from the universe, it's working. You can implement, you can continue to listen, can continue to come back to your mastermind, ideate, and the cycle goes on. This is amazing. You know, I think you also answered some of the questions I'm going to ask you is one from an individual level, how it helped. And you, you stated that, that actually is so interesting because it's almost like this hidden truth you know, this mastermind, because I, I didn't reveal it until I started launching it, that All-Star came from mastermind. And basically the brand Joseph Michelli came from the mastermind. Uh, wow, it's amazing. And as I meet other successful people in the masterminds I'm part of, they, they kind of took trajectory from a mastermind. It just, it, it's, it's pretty amazing. It's almost like the best kept hitting secret uh, that's going on. 
Um, you also talked about from an organizational level, from, from, from the macro level, you have Mercedes-Benz, you have Starbucks, they're all interacting uh, to be able to learn from each other, um, Disney and others that are hiring each other and, and, and trainers to learn and to mastermind. Um, so here's a question I have that I asked in our, in our, our last podcast about your Airbnb book and all your great <laughs> best-selling books. How does this apply for the skeptical dentist? How does a mastermind apply to them, you know, uh, to dentistry? I'm, well, I'm, you know, uh, I think it's a simple, it's a simple question. Uh, yeah. Are you good enough today? Because if so, if you're good enough today, then don't mastermind. Do not, you know, if, if you are so content with where you are and you're sure that customers aren't changing and you're sure that you're on top of all of the many things you could be doing in your business to make it successful, then don't. But if you have this sense, this kind of tense uneasiness that there's so much going on, there's so much information, there's so much revolution and breakthroughs in the world, there's so many things you could do, what should you do? Of all of those things you might do, what should you do? Then you might wanna mastermind because in that context, you're gonna be in a room with other people to bounce ideas off of, to talk about those fears, anxieties, tensions, heavy decisions, and have some people that you can start to explore how they've done it and where you might go. And it really is a, it's a fundamental benefit because frankly, business is lonely, right? That's like true. in the end, <laughs> if you get right down to it, it's like, you know, you're trying so hard to navigate. You're all in, you're doing everything you can, but how do you know? And that's a question I often ask leaders, like, how do you know? How do you know if this is the right course to take? How much data do you have for that? And frankly, the answer is we never have enough data to know if this is the right course of action. So why don't we try to maximize the efficiency with which we get data by looking at not only empirical, scientific research and all that, but look at best practices and listen to people who have experiences and yeah. incorporate that into our flow, particularly other people who are, trust, who are struggling with the same kind of challenges or who accomplish things. There are areas of my business when I come to a mastermind, you better listen to me because I nailed it, right? Not many. <laughs> <laughs> but there are other areas like on finance or leveraging debt or credit. I'm like, I'm totally paranoid about those things. And so right. there are people who are amazing at that. And in the mastermind context, they can inspire, they can challenge me on some of my belief systems, and uh, they certainly know how to do it well, and I should learn. Yeah, I heard that a lot in, in bringing on our, our initial group of dentists is a lot of them were saying to me that um, it's lonely. And, and that they really enjoy collaborating this level. And I was surprised that more than I thought have done masterminds in the past and have benefited greatly. They just couldn't find the one they just simmered out or whatever it was. Um, so that was really impressed. And I was so impressed. I was really su surprised, Joseph. I love my dentist. My dad's a dentist, you know, and I, I guess I, I, I kind of treat them with kitty gloves and I, I don't think that they're you know, built to, to, you know, this would appeal to them, but it's amazing the ones I speak to, how much exciting they are to do things like this and how much benefit they get. Um, so I'm, I'm learning, I'm being re-educated. And I think another point too is kind of piggybacking what you're talking about, that if you, you know, are all doing well and comfortable, I think that that is probably the key time to be in a mastermind. And as I think, you know, if you're really struggling in your practice and it, it, it may almost, 
it, it may help if you're, so if you're struggling and you need a new vision or bigger vision, that's helpful. But if you're struggling, you can't get like certain basic things going, a mastermind may, uh, you may not be at that, that point. But I think those that are already successful, it's almost a prerequisite you need to be in there because it, it's your comfort zone that is your biggest danger when you get comfortable. Hallelujah. This, can you, can you like put that in neon for that? Yeah, I think that is. I mean, I think there's a, if you look at Jim Collins book on why the mighty fall, I mean, one of his biggest reasons why companies fail is because of complacency. It's not, I mean, it's hard enough to become successful. It's even harder to stay successful. So, you know, having a network of people who help you challenge yourself and reinvent yourself in the ways that are going to create value. You know, one of the reasons you're successful is because you've created, you've done a lot of things right, right? So it's understanding what are the things I have to be willing to modify to continue to, to maintain success uh, without having to fear or giving up everything. But so many brands just do the same thing over and over and over again. And it is Einstein's theory, right? Like that is insanity. Uh, yeah, do the same thing. When, yep. Yeah, when you're not going to be able to achieve the results in a new world. So, and Einstein yeah, I'm loving that. And Einstein also said that, you know, you can't solve the problems of the past with the same thinking of the past. You have to, yep. it has to change and evolve. And I, I love the saying, you know, change is going to happen. You know, you either will kind of initiate change or it's going to happen to you. So you right. can make a choice in that matter. And Jim Collins, as you were citing, great author. He also wrote Good to Great, right? Yep, a lot of A lot of my dentists have read that book. So Why the Mighty Have Fallen. Yeah, because yeah. I think... You know, some of the, even in Good to Great, some of the ones he was talking about there, some of them have- They went under. Yeah. They went under, yes. yeah. Yeah, I mean, in, in Why the Mighty Fall, he has a great line that says, you can't take a hit below the water line, which means that, you know, as you calculate all of the risks in your business, there's certain risks that you just can't take because if you take a hit there, it's going to be below the water line and it'll sink your battleship. If mm. you will. So, I mean, there's just some really interesting things. That's but awesome. again, in a mastermind, you can discuss, is that below the water line or not? Is that one right. of those risks? that is just so essential you shouldn't take or is it something that if you don't steer in a different direction you're going to hit the iceberg so to me it's really that's i love masterminds i love being in them one of the things that i would note really quickly is that it's good to have somebody who organizes a mastermind for you you know if you try to just create these the network on your own, which I have done and made that error. I've got scars of all kinds on me. But, you know, then everybody's kind of busy. Nobody's really into it. Nobody really owns it. So being part of a community that has a mastermind structure is really important. And it holds people accountable and it has an infrastructure to make sure that it happens. So the worst thing you can do is have a bunch of well-intentioned business people who mean to get together to help each other, but they never actually make it happen. So That's true. There's not there's having, commitment. Yeah, yeah there's no commitment. Like put together. Uh, well, uh, with that said, I have a really special announcement for those who haven't figured it out already, but we're going to have Dr. Joseph Michelli, New York Times bestselling author, my buddy, he's going to be uh, contributing to the mastermind. Uh, I'm going to try to, I'm going to secure him uh, for one of our virtual events. He'll come say hello for a little bit, but he's going to come to our live event for a couple hours and share some stuff with us. And you're all going to get, you know, uh, books, but we have, wow, not through proxy through Joseph. I like Joseph, but through Joseph, we have access to the Fortune 500. This is really exciting. Um, it, it, and it's funny too, you know, I, we were talking about this, the power of vulnerability and going outside your comfort zone. And my wife is like, don't, don't invite Joseph. He's too, you know, and I know you're very, very busy and, and, and very well. It's like, don't ask him that. Don't ask him. It says, I, I'm going to, if you have me talk, I'm going to ask him and I have no shame. He'll shoot me down. But 
Uh, luckily, Joseph I, liked I said me. yes. I think I, I said, said yes. yes. I said yes. Yeah, I, was I, thinking, right. I should have listened to your wife. I don't know what I was <laughs> No, I'm looking forward to being there. And frankly, one of the things I'd love to, you know, possibly kick around, and goodness knows we can shape it as we get to that point. But right now, as you just think about a possibility of what we would talk about. Sure. So a lot of times in corporate America and in other, you know, one-on-one masterminds and smaller groups, I've done this kind of visioning experience called optimal visioning of the future around the customer experience. So if we were to think about the patient experience of 2025 and what we think that's going to look like, how are patients going to book appointments? How are patients going to, to share what happened in an appointment? Uh, what are they expecting? How much of, the, of, of their care is going to be done virtually, for example? So we would get into this zone of trying to imagine the world based on trends that are currently going on with patients propelling those trends out with the breakthroughs in technology and imagining what might we need to be building infrastructure for to approximate the optimal patient experience of, of the future. So that's kind of a possibility. We'll see where we take it actually by the, by the time it comes around to the mastermind, but that's the type of stuff we might be doing. Well, it's really, really exciting. We have a great group already kind of signed up. And for those that are interested, um, I'll put a link below, but it's alterdentalacademy.com slash titanium. You can apply there. There are some requirements. One of the requirements, um, very, very important. Uh, and we do some practice requirements, but you got to be uh, no egos, check your ego to the door. But if you're open to be humble and open to, to a group, I have a $7.2 million practice. That's like, I, I don't even consider myself a top dentist. I don't want people like that. So humble and Joseph with his credential, very humble. I know he's very uncomfortable when I read his his uh, bio because you know he's a humble guy but it, it's important people know so so you can apply there uh, you'll be interviewed to see if you're if if you're appropriate for the group and if there are any slots remaining okay because we do have a maximum capacity we're about there and we may be um having open up another group we'll see how things go but um we do max that out so thank you dr michelli Sorry, no doctor. Oh, yeah, thank, please. Thank, thank you, Joseph, uh, for being there. And actually, we're going to do a little little fun stuff with me. I have a little cheesy thing I do at the end of some of my uh, episodes. I say, okay. um, until next time, go out there and be a, an all-star. And you'll say that with me. So, okay, okay? I'm ready. Okay. Until next time. Until next time. Go out there, go out there and, and be, be an all-star. An all-star. All right. See you. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Dental All-Stars. Visit us online at allstardentalacademy.com.